Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and for the gospels, but that he shall receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Mark chapter 10, verses 29 through 31. Our ministry has always tended to lots of children. Most of them did not have parents in church, and some were not tended to very much at home, so we've always tried to provide where we can. I can remember a time many years ago when a young man in the church would pick up kids, get them breakfast, and then bring them to church. In a desire to help him bear this burden, I said to the Lord, Lord, I have chickens. If you will make them lay enough eggs, then I will start making breakfast for the kids at church before service. Well, guess what happened? Nothing. Those chickens never did lay enough eggs. I waited for provision, and it never came. So I didn't do it. Years later, a young lady who was coming felt the Lord wanted us to start cooking breakfast for the large number of children who were coming from as far as over 40 minutes away and staying at church over half the day. So she and I prayed together about it and feeling the commission, we set out to do it. Only this time, I did something different. This time, I didn't wait for provision. I didn't wait to have enough eggs to do it. I gathered all that I had and brought it and we cooked and God stretched it and made it be enough. And then the chickens started laying more and more and more. God took my few little loaves and fishes and multiplied them. After years of doing this, I can say with all assurance that God has provided with abundance. Every time I got too busy or distracted to bring my eggs, the chickens stopped laying. As soon as I started giving everything, they started laying again. So much that there was enough for us in the leftover. After we had made the children's breakfast. You see, the point in this message is that we tend to think that we must get what we need first. And then give God what's left. But I'm here to assure you that if you do that, then you will never have enough. The devil will see to it. In the end, I gave God everything and what was left from the abundance that he provided to fulfill his will was more than enough to tend to us as well. We see this principle throughout the New Testament. Do you remember the loaves and the fishes? My friend, I'm here to implore you today because of the times and seasons that we're in that you need to give him everything in your lack and watch him multiply it and give more back. This is where abundance comes from in God's kingdom. 
I have seen this truth played out over and over through our ministry and life. Time would fail me to tell you of all the ways that I have seen this happen. Many times we have emptied our savings to either help someone or to start a ministry. Yet every time that we did, God gave it all back with interest. In fact, many times he was actually waiting for it in order to be able to release something that he wanted to entrust to us. Yet there are biblical principles that must be met first. The Bible says, give and you shall receive. Humble yourself and you shall be elevated. Seek, listen, get the commission of heaven. Then take a step of faith in that direction. Like faithful Abraham did, it doesn't matter how impossible it is. God himself will accomplish it. He will perform miracles to supply it. Just trust and obey in faith. And know that God will release the grace to tend to his will. Show him that you believe. Just take a little leap. Now understand this, that I'm not talking about moving on your own desires. But rather taking time to seek and hear the Lord. And to believe the impossibilities that he is leading you towards. Then bring him your little five loaves and fishes. Don't eat it yourself and bring him the crumbs. Give him all of it and let him turn it into provision for the masses and bring you back your 12 baskets when he's done. In Mark chapter 8, verse 19, we read this, the words of Jesus reminding his followers of the times that he had done this. He said, when I break the five loaves among 5,000, How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said unto him, Twelve. And when I had broken the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments then did you take up? And they said, Seven. And Jesus said unto them, How is it then that ye do not understand? God doesn't bless selfishness. God blesses faithfulness. We have to trust him. You cannot outgive God, but you cannot lean on your own understanding and expect it to really amount to anything. You have to put your faith in the king, in his provision, in his wisdom, in his ability. Remember Ruth. She was a Moabite. She wasn't even part of God's kingdom. But she told her mother-in-law, I will go with you and I will help you. She was selfless. She was committed. I will make your God my God. She wasn't concerned about taking care of herself. She could have went out and found her own husband, but instead she was looking to tend to others. We read in Ruth chapter 2 verse 15 that when she was risen up, she went into the field to glean. And Boaz, who owned the field, commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean among the sheaves and reproach her not, and let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out that which she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. You see, Boaz owned the field. It was harvest time. Ruth had practically nothing being a Moabite. 
she was not one of them. Yet in his kindness, he left an abundance for her to glean, which means to collect for herself out of his own field and harvest. Yet still did she have to work hard for it. She did the best that she could with what she had. She gave her all. She collected all day and threshed late into the night. Boaz was impressed and so was her mother-in-law. Ruth was blessed. She received this favor from Boaz. God's heart was for her. Because come to find out that this man was not just kind to her. He was a kinsman on her late husband's side. Therefore would he assume the role of redeemer. He would receive her back into the family of God. He would protect and provide for her and give her an inheritance. Ruth was humble, selfless, and hardworking. And this is key, my friend, listen to me, that in her effort to take care of others, she went from gleaning in this field to owning it just a few chapters later. Her goal was not to be rich or even to find a husband. Her goal was to take care of others and to honor the God of Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, and Moses. And for that, she was blessed with abundance. Those who seek after riches, materialism, selfishness, they will fall into a snare, which is a trap of the enemy. He will bait them with it. Yet those who seek after the welfare of others, especially the least among us, will find themselves blessed and favored by the one who controls all true wealth. Oh, my friend, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying in this season. If you want to impress God, don't try to become someone big and important. But rather tend to those who are small and forgotten. Because the promises of God are sure, but they do often come with conditions. Like we read in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, where it says that he that hath pity upon the poor and lendeth to them in actuality lends to the Lord. That they can't pay back, but God will restore and give you more. In James 1, chapter 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. In other words, he doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he said it throughout the scripture, that if we're willing to give, then we shall receive. That if we're willing to tend to the least of these, then he will pour out the blessings and storehouses of heaven upon us to be able to fulfill his work, mission, and commission. Then he will do it. He has not changed this promise. Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 14, verse 13, that when you make a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind, and thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot pay you back for what you did for them. Therefore, you shall be rewarded for it by God himself at the resurrection. There is a season of lack coming to those who have been greedy and had much in the season of plenty. But for those who in the season of plenty have poured out abundantly upon those who lacked, then when the lack comes, God's going to turn the tables and pour out in abundant blessings. If you were willing to fast in the time of plenty, to pray and to intercede for the brethren and the lost, 
then when famine comes upon the land, God will make sure that you are provided for. We see this principle in the story of Joseph. In the good years, he was stripped. He had to be humble and selfless, spending his time being accused, ridiculed, and imprisoned. Yet in the time of difficulty and famine, did God turn the tables and place him in a palace. We are on the cusp of this happening. I'm already beginning to see the wave of it cresting. So take what little time you have left to prepare for it and be selfless. Tend to the needs of others, especially the least among us. Give with abundance because he wants to release provision. He wants to be your covering. But in order to do it, we have to get into alignment, agreement with the words of Scripture. Make sure you're in covenant. Make sure you understand the words and conditions. If you want to receive, then give. If you want to be elevated, then humble yourself. If you want to do great things in the kingdom of God, then go clean some toilets in a church or tend to the least of these. Do the unseen work. Because the eyes of the Lord are searching looking for those who truly believe his word and who prove it with their lives and actions, who step out in faith when it doesn't make sense to their senses, who live by the spirit and not by emotions. Because that's what it takes to live by faith, to trust what the word of God says and not what we want it to say. You can't just speak wealth into existence. You have to follow biblical principles and mandates and faith in order to be entrusted with the wealth and resources that God is releasing. Because he's not releasing it for your glory, for your comfort, or for your purposes. He's releasing it to do a work. Therefore will he release it to those that he sees that he can trust to obey his word. So he's going to use some little no-name nobody who's willing to give up their five loaves and fishes so that he can break and multiply and bless and give back for us to distribute it, having full faith that even if we give him all of it, we're going to get back more. He's going to provide with abundance, both in this life and in the one to come. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.